0: Caroline Dow higgins I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome Bonnie Marcus to the show. Bonnie, you have joined me on the show before to share your wisdom about the politics of promotion for women. But today we're going to dive into a different topic about aging boldly in the workplace. Welcome back to the show.
1: Oh, Carolyn, thanks for having me back. I'm really excited to
0: dive into this conversation. So Bonnie, tell me a little bit more about ageism in the workplace, especially for women. How are older women currently faring in the workplace? What do we even call older women these days? Give me some context.
1: (laughs) Well, um, hopefully we're calling them uh, by positive words like elders or um, wise women. But um, I think you know, to answer your question, uh, older women are struggling. Um, first, I think it's important to understand the the demographics are shifting. So um, I think the U.S. Department of Labor in 2016 said women over 45 represented almost 44% of the workforce. And by 2024, Carolyn, they're projected to be about 46% of the workforce. And the largest increase there's, they're going to see is over 65, that category. So as we see more and more women aging in the work in the workplace, uh, the age discrimination complaints increase as well. And in the past few years we've seen complaints uh, more than double and most of them are by women and minorities. It appears that women particularly are affected by age discrimination, and that's been um, confirmed by the EEOC as well.
0: And you know what I find interesting? Uh, Just the shift in how long we work. You know, that traditional retirement age of 65-ish is really being skewed. The good news is that people are living longer, right, living healthier lives. It also means they're working longer. So the potential for ageism to exacerbate
1: is real. It's true. And what we find what the research shows us is that women, number one, want to continue to work because they find it gives them purpose. They they want to continue to contribute and add value and also for their financial future, Uh, because it's not as easy to retire at fifty five, sixty five as it was, say, you know, decades ago. So I think there are there's a couple of reasons why we're seeing more women in the workplace and remaining in the workplace.
0: And I know you're working on a, a wonderful new book about this very topic. And you really shared with me earlier a, a, great, uh, a great phrase that women can be a badass at any age. And I couldn't agree more. However, we also talked about how women often have their own biased and ageist assumptions that hold us back. So help us understand that
1: better. Well, we internalize some of the ageist assumptions from our society that we're too old to say, learn new things, or we're too old to get promoted, just as a couple of examples. Um, And when we internalize that, it changes our behavior, Carolyn. So say we're in the workplace, and we believe, well, we're too old to learn new things or we're too old to really get promoted at whatever age, say 45, 50, 60, whatever, then we're not gonna do the kinds of things that we know are so important to, um, to really stay and thrive in the workplace. We're not raising our hand, we're not sharing our ideas. We, we kind of pull back and become more invisible to stay off the radar. Um, We're afraid of being called out for our age. So we um, begin to internalize some things that cause us to um, sabotage our own best interests and efforts in the workplace. And negative assumptions, ageist assumptions, has also proven to be bad for our health it affects our cognitive abilities and and our well being. So there's research around this that shows that if you believe that you're going to be much you know more limited when you as you age ahead of time, <laughs> that you begin to see the effects of that, even though you're not maybe there yet as far as chronology. So. It's really interesting. Negative assumptions about ageism um, really have a very powerful effect on our present and our future. So, Bonnie, you're the president
0: of Women's Success Coaching. I'm sure you deal with this all the time in that you are helping your clients navigate through this. So what's something that you would share with this global audience to reframe that very old uh, ageist assumption?
1: Well, the, the very place to begin, Carolyn, is to identify what those are, because we go every day and we, you know, we, we're we not necessarily aware of it. We, you know, Maybe we see an old woman with a walker walking across the street and that triggers something, but we're not totally aware every day of what the ageist assumptions and negative beliefs we have. So what I like to do with my clients is, first of all, write those down, identify them and take a look at them, and then also say, well, how are these holding me back from really owning who I am and stepping into my full power? Once you see this list, you can see, chances are they're not really serving you. Um, As I said before, maybe it's... uh, that you believe you're too old to be promoted, for instance. You're not gonna do the things that you need to do to thrive in the workplace. So once we look at those and we say, wow, I really believe I'm too old to be promoted? How does that serve me? We can turn that around to say something like, I know that I have great value and I can contribute to this organization, to my team, to my department um, in an ongoing way.
0: You know, it's interesting. I've followed you for years and, and read your work in Forbes and Business Insider and, of course, your first, first book, which we'll talk about in a bit. But you talk about how women create visibility and credibility to maintain their status. So again, what our appetite, there's a global listening audience that's really eager to learn how do we become more visible and how do we continue to earn and maintain that street credibility?
1: Well, regardless of what your age is, <laughs> the most important thing I believe is to understand your value proposition, and, and that is how your work, the way you do your work, leads to positive business outcomes. And when you understand that, Carolyn, you can really see how you can be of service, how you can help. Your organization reaches objectives, your manager, your team, your colleagues. And it's a great way to stay not only visible, to have conversations with people and networking with people to see what are their challenges, understand what you can bring in the to the table to help them, um, to create mutually beneficial, strong relationships, you know, when you do that. And that builds not only visibility, but credibility because people begin to see how powerful your contribution is, what value you're adding. So understanding that, really being able to articulate that in a way where you can be of service to others, to your organization is very powerful.
0: I'm so grateful that you said that. And, and I often share with my clients, you need to make sure that there, there's a buzz, that there's a conversation about you even when you're not in the room. So your value add is so clear that people are speaking positively about you and accurately when you're not there. How do you feel about that?
1: Absolutely. It, it's important to find allies and champions who can advocate for you when you're not in the room. Because you're not always going to be there. And those are people who really understand the value you bring. Um, You know, they're just not your buddy who you meet for coffee every day Um, in the cafeteria. They're people who really know your work and can uh, promote you offer, you know, to include you in certain projects, etc., based on how you do the work and the quality of your work. Bonnie, we'll be right back after a quick break.
0: Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at com. So Bonnie, I want to pick your brain very specifically, put your coaching hat on. How can women successfully navigate the overt and sometimes subtle Ageous behavior in the workplace. I've experienced it. Perhaps you have. I'm sure many of our listeners have. You know, sometimes it can hit you over the head like a brick, and then sometimes it's very subtle in those microaggressions. So how do we how do we handle that?
1: I think it's important to recognize the microaggressions for what they are. You know, similar to the Me Too movement, which has brought more awareness. Um, we need to understand that. Something that makes you uncomfortable is is real and it can be offensive. I've interviewed for this upcoming book, you know, well over forty women about their experiences in the workplace and some of the negative comments they get and remarks about, oh, you were around with Abe Lincoln, right? Or oh, look at you on Snapchat, isn't that cute? You know, so demeaning, or you're such a mom, and we kind of laugh kind of uh, even though we're hurt and and go along with it and i think that and i'm going to give the benefit of the doubt here i'm going to be really optimistic that the bulk of people the majority of people who make those kind of remarks are really unaware of the bias that it represents and so i think then it becomes our responsibility to bring their attention to it um, making the assumption that they really weren't aware of, of what they were saying or the impact of what they were saying. So rather than being silent, I think that uh, it's in our best interest to let people know how that remark or how that behavior uh, made us feel. And there There are certainly good ways to have uh, conversations like difficult conversations like this um, but you need to draw upon all your emotional intelligence um, and maturity and not be accusatory necessarily um, but do it with direct assertive uh, communication where people understand. You know, I didn't feel that really made me feel uncomfortable when you said that. And I I don't think you truly meant it that way. But as you build awareness and you have the conversations and call out this with other people, um, you're improving the whole culture of the workplace one by one, one conversation at a time beautifully put.
0: Bonnie, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I'm always grateful for the opportunity to speak with you about how women can age boldly in the workplace. But I want to remind our audience, your phenomenal book, The Politics of Promotion, How High Achieving Women Get Ahead and Stay Ahead was just released in paperback. And of course, it's available on Amazon and at major book retailers, so I hope our listening audience will check it out. It's an extraordinary book. And I'm eager to have you back on the show when your new book about Aging Boldly in the Workplace is released, so let's keep in touch about that. And if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because it helps people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special shout-out to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you both for the extraordinary work you do to make this show awesome for our audience. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thanks for listening.